Yeah, it's your boy Don. Back with another episode of Hills Have Eyes. This is a podcast centered around UNC men's basketball. It's been a gap. It's been a break. Whatever you want to call it. I have a lot to catch up on. Uh, as everyone's seen, last season didn't turn out how we wanted to. And, you know, we had a lot of change. When you have great expectations and you don't meet them expectations, a lot of things get changed. When you start as preseason, number one, then you end the season unranked, don't even make the tournament, decline the NIT invitation, you're bound to have some changes. Surely wasn't going to be the head coach who just got us to the championship the year prior. So it was a lot of players. We had a lot of players leave. We got a lot of new faces. We got some recruits coming in who's going to help shape us into what we want to be in Hubert's vision for this team. So I'm going to start out with a few of the transfers that we got. We got uh, Mr. Paxson Wolchich, uh came over from, what was it, Brown University. I like his game. He's a shooter, much needed shooting on this team that we're certainly going to need. I'm excited for and, I mean, it seems like he got that dog in him, and that's something we need, somebody who's not afraid to step in, uh, experienced player, smart player, evidently, since he went to Brown. 6'5", shooting guard, 200 pounds. Um, I mean, he was one of the players I definitely had circled for who I wanted once we started kind of throwing out the names in the uh, transfer portal. So, big gift for me. Um, out of Charleston, South Carolina, last year he averaged almost 15 points, 14.9. He averaged 7.2 rebounds as a two-guard, 3.2 assists, shot 46% from the field last year, uh, shot 38% uh, from three. Free throw percentage kind of leaves me worried. He was uh, hovering like right around 70%, 68.9. Definitely want him to knock those free throws down, especially as a shooter. Not sure how much he'll get to the free throw line, but yeah, we definitely want to see those uh, free throw numbers go up. Um, last year, he was even in the passing lanes. He averaged 1.3 steals, so I'm with it. He played about 34.6 minutes last year, so some of these numbers are probably going to dip because he's probably not going to get close to 35 minutes on this team. But he's definitely got a role on this team, and I'm excited to see him. Welcome to North Carolina, sir. Uh, next on our transfer end list, we got Mr. Jalen Withers, who's coming over from Louisville, who I like to playfully joke and call U of L's, which is a university of losses. So we got a in-conference transfer. Uh, guy seems to be a spot-up shooter. He really likes the corner. Um, I'm not going to put too much into what I've seen at U of L's last year, six foot nine, 220 pounds so probably gonna come in and play that uh four spot um and yeah he's a junior so was a junior so i think he'll be a senior this year uh looking at his stats um i've seen him as a spot up shooter i've seen he kind of struggled with his shot at times but again u of l's louisville louisville had an up and down year so not sure how focused or honed in he was in uh, last year, he averaged 8.9 points, 5.3 rebounds, shot 43% from the field, uh, 41% from three, 73.5% from the line. Um, so pretty good free throw shooter for a forward. I like it. And um, certainly a big get. He's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. So basically, it's a coming home party for him. 
looking over his highlights, I can see him being a knockdown shooter. Uh, I don't want him to live out there. But, I mean, just come in, be a bucket, play some defense, and uh, be an integral part of this team because that's what we need, some team players, some people who can actually excel, whether starting or coming off the bench and give us some big-time minutes. We definitely don't need no more empty minutes off the bench. Going next, we got Mr. Cormac Ryan. Um, another guy that's a shooter, he went to Notre Dame. That's all Notre Dame really does recruit is shooters. Like, if you can't shoot, I don't even think they have a scholarship open for you, to be quite honest. But, uh, yeah, Cormac Ryan um, coming over from Notre Dame. Last year with Notre Dame, he averaged 12.3 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, uh, 41% from the field goal range, 6'5", 195 pounds, shot 82% from the free throw line, 34% from three, uh, average two, two and a half assists, uh, and a little over one still a game, average about 34 minutes. So it seems like he's in the passing lanes or he got he likes to play a little bit of defense. Uh, I got to see more like highlights of him actually playing defense. But, uh, yeah. He's a uh, sneaky athletic. I mean, he is 6'5". He will go up and dunk. Uh, he's not afraid of that. Um, not afraid to shoot the ball. Consistent shooter. And, again, another shooter that we need that can shoot it at a high percentage. And, yeah, I mean, he can be a key integral part off the bench for us as well. Again, Cormac Ryan, originally uh, born in New York, coming over to North Carolina. He had some big games last year because I was looking uh, – I mean, he scored, what, 14 on us last year. Yeah, 14 to 7. Uh, against Pitt, uh, this game was at Notre Dame. So at home, he scored 20, had four assists, four rebounds. The game at Clemson, he turned around, dropped 19 points, two assists, two rebounds. And looks like their last game of the year versus Virginia Tech, he had 18 points, uh, three rebounds, two steals. Looking over his box score, I mean, like, especially like these last couple of games, North versus us, he had two steals versus Wake Forest. At Wake Forest, he had four steals versus Pitt at home with Notre Dame. He had one steal. At Clemson, had one steal to end the season, two steals. So I'm not sure if it's really passing lane or if it's like all oh, ball stealing. That's something, of course, we really don't get to see in highlights. But, yeah, again, another shooter, confident shooter. Somebody who's going to be an integral part off the bench. And, of course, he's a vet. So, something we definitely need. Last on this little transfer list that we got, we got Mr. Harrison Ingram, who's coming over from Stanford. So, one thing I know is he got little smarts up there because I'm pretty sure admission isn't easy to get accepted into Stanford uh, <laughs> academic-wise. But Harrison Ingram, um, six foot seven, 200. 30 pounds. Um, I'm really excited about him. He seemed to be a primary scorer for Stanford, just wasn't really a lot built around him. Um, he averaged 10 and a half points, five, almost six rebounds per game, three, uh, almost four assists, shot 40% from the field. Uh, birthplace is uh, Dallas, Texas. He's a sophomore, so he's going to be a junior next year. So we're going to get some time out of him, which is great. Six foot seven, 230 pounds, uh, shot 31, almost 32% from three. The free throw percentage, I definitely want to see improve from last year because he shot slightly under 60%. Pay, played about 27, 
uh, 28 minutes per game, half a block, almost one still a game. But, yeah, uh, this is a guy I definitely see starting at the three. Got some length. He can play a little bit of defense. Um, I feel like he's going to be pushed into a more prominent role. I mean, of course, we're going to have RJ. Of course, we're going to have Baycott. Probably have uh, Jalen Withers start at the four um, and him right there at the three. The one we're going to talk about a little later, so I'm not going to dive into it and kind of kick myself forward and trying to bounce back, trying to stick to the uh, transfers. But, yeah, originally we was on his, I want to say, final five list, but he ended up committing to Stanford, former five-star player. So potential is still there. Um, I've seen some really great things shooting-wise from him and attacking the rim um, from his Stanford days. And, I mean, the ceiling's only up from here. Um, Spacing's going to be better. He's going to have a better supporting cast around him for sure. I mean, there's not a lot of places you're just walking into and, you know, you got a player with the – with the with the bags that Armando Baycott provides or an RJ Davis provides, because of course you got Ken on those guys. So I expect really big things from him. I'm really excited about this kid. And yeah. Um kind of moving forward. I wanted to talk about some of the recruits that are coming in or like some possible other additions coming to the team next year. It hasn't been announced, but I mean, we've seen a lot of rumors about Mr. Kadu, Mr. Elliot Kadu, that is. I'm going to love it when he finally decides, because I don't think there's nothing left for him to do at the high school level. He's coming off a national championship as a basketball player. I've loved watching him on the EYBL circuit. Um, He's been tearing it up. Like going back just like over the first session, which was the ATL session. um, I want to say they're about three sessions in, but first session, I kind of wanted to focus on that. Uh, Of course, he's a pass first person, but of course he can get his bucket. Buckets, um, he averaged 10.3 points per game. He averaged 10.8 assists per game, which is number one during that first session. So he averaged a double-double, 4.3 rebounds per game, 2.3 steals per game. Uh, That's a 5.4 assists to turnover ratio, 43 assists to eight turnovers on a four-game stretch. Led attorney in assists, and he was fourth overall in steals. So stuff I really love to see. 45% 45% field goals, uh, field goal percentage, and he shot 50% for three, which he was four for eight. And what we really going to love, man, this is what your point guard, your leader, your floor general is supposed to do, 100% from the line during that stretch, 11 for 11. And this is about 23 and a half minutes per game. So kind of had about seven more minutes per game because he probably would play about 30 come uh couple other notes, a couple other tidbits I was able to pull from this was, I mean, I've seen multiple alley-oops at a la Kendall Marshall. Um, advances the ball very well. He's sneaky athletic, a floor general, a smooth jumper. He could probably take some better shots. I mean, yeah, 
pretty much always you can take better shots. But I mean, if you're shooting fifty percent from the field, um, forty five percent from the field, fifty for fifty percent for the three point line, you do it quite good. But man, some other things I've seen from him, he attacks the rim, being able to finish, but it's always looking for the lob. He plays the passing lanes very well. There was a stretch in a game where I've seen him pick up his man, um, cross the full court, so he gets about to the three-point line. He forces his man to pass the ball. So kids coming from the wing, starts off on the wing, left wing, that is. D's him up, forces the pass. Guy's teammate was coming from the top of the key. Kadu runs over, blocks the three-point shot, gets the ball, and goes to the other end and dunks it. Now, when you see stuff like that on highlights, I mean, it's special. That's not something you see in somebody's highlights because typically it's focused on offense. And just to show that type of dog picking up somebody when they come across half court, force them to give up the ball. Somebody think they got an open shot. And he's only like 6'1", 6'2", athletic, jumps, blocks the three-point shot, gets the rebound, pushes it, and dunks it at the other end. That's the type of player I want on my team. That's that's amazing. Uh, I mean, there's there's nothing I can – there's nothing else I can say behind it. And, yeah. I think he's going to come in. Um, it's not official yet, but as everybody's pretty much been saying, there's nothing else for him to prove at the high school level. I really don't think there's anything he can improve on at the high school level. I think he needs another challenge. I mean, he's played for the national team uh, with Sweden and competed, competed against grown men. Um, he's played against the best high school basketball players, won a national basketball championship that I watched live on ESPN and – he had the tournament record for assists in that too. He's he's not flashy. He just gets the job done, and sometimes that's like just the, just the type of player that you need. Eli Kadu, I can't wait to you officially do what we all think you're gonna do: reclass, come in here, play next to R.J. Davis, uh, Harrison Ingram. Jalen Withers, Armando Baycott, Wolchich, and the rest of the crew. But more on him, he plays the passing lanes very well. Good on and off ball defender. Uh, during that first session, he made the session one first team. And ultimately, just see the guy reclassing. Um. Kadu's fresh off leading Link Academy to the Geico National Titles. Um, he's improving to be the top point guard in EYBL. Again, pass first and second floor general who just has a knack for always making the right reads in any given situation. He's a hound of a defender, the ultimate playmaker for his team. Teammates, there was no better evidence of this when he posted 14 points, 15 assists, four rebounds, and two assists in a win over the Georgia Stars during the first session of the EYBL down in Atlanta. 
And, of course, no surprise, he was leading EYBL in assists at 10.8 per game. So, dog, and I can't wait for him to step on campus. Uh, there was some more from the other sessions. Um, I saved his stats from the second session, but I don't have no idea where I put him. But I know more recently the third session just happened uh, in which he got uh, offensive MVP during that stretch. I mean, he stepped up the scoring. He had 19.5 points per game, 9.3 assists per game, and 6.8 assists per game. Um, he's just balling. Um, yeah. One of these games, uh, one of them games, he had a, he had a triple double. I'm trying to find an actual stat line, but yeah, about, what was it? Last week, uh, for the NH Lightning, got to put up his first triple double in the EY, 2023 EYBL circuit. And he was also a hundred percent from the free throw line. His triple double consisted of 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. He was absolutely getting at it. And I mean, that's just what you love to see, especially from a point guard, man, especially from a point guard. That's not the only person that's been balling on the EYBL circuit for us. Um, he's not coming in this year, but probably the biggest riser in the 2020. For class, I don't see him reclass, and I see him staying put, unlike Kado. Kado, um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your family name. I mean, no disrespect at all. But uh, class of 2024, we also got Drake Powell. During his first session uh, during the EYBL, I mean, he was hooping too. Again, I'm saying this is probably the most improved 2024 prospect overall, not just for North Carolina, but the most improved prospect and he is now considered across most credible sites to be a five-star. During that first session, 20.2 points per game, seven rebounds per game, three assists per game, one block per game, and led Team CP3 to 4-0 during that first session down there in Atlanta. 53.8% uh, from the field. Um, his best performance came on day two in that first session. Versus Team Levon, um, where he had 26 points on 8 4 11 field goals, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Things I've noticed about this man's game he has a high release on his shot. He's very active on defense. Like he's going to do whatever it takes to win. If he's not scoring, it's not going to take down his defensive effort at all. During that first session, he made first team. Um, First team, session one. He's showing he can be an elite defender and improving every day as a scorer. Want to see him be more consistent from the three-point line. Want to see him take better shots with that mid-range and that high release. It's a beautiful thing. And, again, he wants to impact winning however he can. And uh, he was named MVP of the first session. Uh, going deeper into Powell, Drake Powell's dad, Dedrick, played third base for the Tar Heels and was a letterman in 1989. Powell's mom, Sharice, also went to UNC, where she has multiple degrees. Even deeper, Hubert Davis is also a relative. Former NBA All-Star Walter Davis is Powell's great uncle. Hubert Davis is Walter Davis's brother's son. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> 
Um, during another session, I was saying um, this was uh, last week's session, so this is skipping forward to session three for Mr. Drake Powell. He uh, put on a solid performance with Team CP3 uh, with a win over the Oakland Soldiers. Powell was five for six from the free throw line and had 16 points in 30 minutes of play. He went 16 points, five assists, two steals. And, I mean, that's just the effort that we love to see. Um, There's a lot to be excited about about the future. Um, I haven't had a chance to see everybody on the circuit. Those two have really stood out. Kind of bouncing around with this. Um, we got, of course, Eli Kadu coming in. Whether he's going to stay in the 2024 class or a reclass of 2023. I mean, we got Simeon Wilcher coming in. We got the Zayden High kid. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about next year. Um, especially if Kadu does do, in fact, what everybody believes he's going to do. Um, I don't even know where I want to go with this. I mean, I'm overall just excited. Uh, last week, was it last week? Yes, last week. Actually, a week ago today. Um, Three of our players actually got to play in a New York All-Star game together. I try to get a guest on here for us because he was actually they were actually there um, in attendance and got to watch it live. And I just kind of got to see like the highlights and everything. But uh, yeah, the Aces Elite Classic, which was on uh, May 11th, we had Ian Jackson there. We had uh, Elliot Cotto and uh, we had Simeon Wilcher. They put on a show. We loved it. And, I mean, if you haven't seen the highlights, just look up the Aces Elite All-Star Game. And, yeah, just seeing that North Carolina connection is a wonderful thing. More recently, we just had DeMarco Dunn transfer out, which is, A, he either just kind of wanted to do, you know, like all his schoolwork and everything in private and then, you know, bounce. Or, B, again, another sign that L.A. Cadu will reclass and come into the 2023. 2024 class um yeah where do i want to go with this next man again just being overall excited uh let's see so during this all-star game uh kadu unofficially was putting put up 12.6 assists um two of those assists went to wheelchair um, on Team Hustle. Again, Kadu, five-star, ranked as the number 11 player and the number two point guard in the 2024 class. Not sure have you, how you have another point guard over him. Um, Kadu is arguably the best point guard in a national junior class. Six-foot-one league guard has been rumored to reclass for some time, and decisions should be made by summer's end. He combines great bursts, change of direction with a high-level feel for the game. This game is college-ready, and he's currently proving his worth by racking up assist totals on a new uh, Nike EYBL circuit this spring. Um, Let me see. He 
Ian Jackson, I'm also excited for. I just seen a clip of Ian and Elliot working out together, man. Uh, Ian Jackson's a very talented player and definitely a talented scorer. Um, with caught up possibly just being one and done, him reclassing and not playing with Ian. Possibly, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, we want to be the best we can be now. So, yeah, just one thing you got to be excited for. And I haven't put much on Simeon Wilcher because um, he kind of played a backseat this past season to a player who has gone to that other team down Tobacco Road. Formerly, he was a five-star. He slid to a four-star. And, I mean, he averaged 15.4 points, 5.6 assists, Four and a half rebounds and 1.8 steals per game as a high school senior. And he's going to instantly bolster our transition offense next season. He's going to get buckets. Uh, I mean, he's shown what he's capable of. During the state champions invitational in April, he had a 29.5 assist performance. I mean, stages don't get much bigger than that at the high school level. So, kid's certainly a baller. Um, circling back around to some other things um, I've been reading around. Um, back to Cormac Ryan. Um, he's declared for the NBA draft. Uh, he's been, you know, testing out the water, seeing what the scouts and teams want to see from him, how he can improve uh, his stock, of course. So again, six foot five, one hundred ninety five pound guard who averaged twelve point three points, four rebounds, and two and a half assists this past season. Um, once he entered the portal, this is kind of a quote from him. He said um, it was pretty straightforward. Had a clear picture in mind of the type of schools and systems he was looking for. Started narrowing them down and figuring out what would be the best fit and where he thought he could fit in best and provide as much value as possible so as soon as he was in the portal he said he heard from unc staff uh we were very persistent and was able to build a relationship with coach Hugh um over the course of several weeks and got uh, got a real feel for who he was as a person and as a coach um they had an in-home visit with north carolina and chicago he said it was very important to him Spending some time uh, with Hugh was really important. He laid out the vision and what he could provide for the team and wanted to make sure they had a good relationship during the visit and it helped him feel comfortable. And honestly, when Hugh and boys walked out the door, he just knew it was a good fit. As far as the vision that Hugh was kind of preaching to him, you know, putting that pitch on him, um, talking about what he could bring, big shot, uh, making ability, the ability to create and play make for the guys around. Thinks he brings an edge and toughness and also a good complement to the great pieces that we already have. Um, thinks he brings an edge and toughness defensively that you always admired about his game while playing against him, uh, being an older guy, somewhat a veteran and a leader throughout the course of the career. Um, that's something that he can bring. He really believes in the abilities as a basketball player and a person and believe in his ability. And Ryan also believes in his ability as a coach and the fantastic group that we've been putting together. Overall, everybody's excited about it.
Um, of course, team practices starting the summer, so like early June. And he said about June first is when he's gonna get down there. Uh, and just a shooting that we gonna have next year. Uh, the dog mentality of the players that we have. You always want them dogs on your team. That's something you certainly always want. Um, diving back into Mr. Harrison Ingram, um, kind of analyzing Her Harrison Ingram's fit at North Carolina. Of course, he was flirting with us during his original uh, recruitment. Um, Ingram didn't quite live up to the Burger Boy hype. And Palo Alto averaging 10.5 points, 6.2 rebounds, and 3.4 assists in two seasons. However, his stats don't tell the full story. He provides a strong ancillary piece, but function as the primary option at Stanford. Hampered by a lackluster supporting cast, he led the Cardinal in usage and shouldered the offensive load. And obviously, that's not going to be the case playing alongside R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. But it's a situation that better suits his skills. And with that in mind, what can we expect out of their most touted transfer? So a strength passing acumen. The attribute that will most most positively impact the hill uh talk the hills from day one is his passing. And the lead distributor, Ingram finished second in the pack 12 and accomplished play uh, with a 28.8 assist rate. This strength compares him most favorably to former Tar Heel Theo Pinson, an all-time loved player at North Carolina. Uh, the point forward who played pivotal roles for, of course, our 2017 National Championship team and the 2018 squad that earned a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. And Pinson posted a 27.4 assist rate his senior year. So, yeah. Things we're gonna get to uh from him. Um, his shooting is great. Um, he's kind of been through some adversity, and I mean, ultimately, I think he's just ready to build that back up. It's really hit or miss getting players out of the portal. There's players that we've had that have been absolute success, and some others who I mean, just ultimately didn't really, you know, like pan out for us or give us what we wanted. Um, there's another 2024 recruit who's still out there, Mr. Jaron Stevenson, um, over there at Pittsburgh C Fourth uh, High School down there in North Carolina, five star power forward. Um, difficult decisions. Um, I mean, time is running thin. I would love to have him. Uh, we could potentially the class that we're putting together for the 2024 class is i mean potentially special because i mean the people that we already have for 2024 we could potentially i don't want to overdo it but make like our own fab five because right now we got elliot Cadu, we got drake powell ian jackson james brown so adding like a jaron stevenson that would give us four five stars james brown's a four star so that'd be great if Elliot Kadu transfers, um, not transfers, re, uh, reclassifies, I hope that opens things up for Mr. Boogie Flan out of White Plains, New York, who went to Archbishop Stepanak, because um, he's a dog. He's a combo guard. 
um, probably can come in and be in the same mode as R.J. Davis, 6'3", 165 pounds, uh, combo guard, and just gets after it. So there's definitely something we can replace or swap out. So currently, we're only bringing in two freshmen as of today. We got uh, Zayden High, uh, Simeon Wilcher. Uh, sophomores, we're going to have Steph Trimble, Shannon Washington. Then we're going to have Ingram, juniors, Ingram, Withers. Seniors, we're going to have Baycott, Davis, Cormac Ryan, and Paxson Wojcic. So, yeah. We got about, what, two, three more spots. So, I mean, we got some spots. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. I truly do. Because that would be horrible of me as a fan. But, uh, yeah, uh, most recently we've seen uh, Kayla Love re-enter the uh, portal. Apparently there were some issues transferring over credits, not an actual academic issue that's going to put North Carolina back in a bad light. Because apparently some of his credits didn't transfer over the way they needed to. And, yeah, he's right back in that portal. Um, Tyler Hansborough, named to the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame the same year that uh, Coach K is going to be in it. Um, I, I think that's just a wonderful thing. Of course, Tyler Hansborough, his amazing games versus Duke and him and Coach K going into it at the same year. So. That's great. Uh, random news. I've seen um, UNC, of course, and several other schools possibly leaving the ACC. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I know these jumbo conferences are about to be made, but whatever happens, I just hope we are a package deal, basically with Duke, just for basketball sakes. Um, I hated to see DeMarco Dunn leave, but with the possible recast, and him just kind of looking in the mirror, see like where the minutes is. He's drawing some interest from some programs. I mean, he has a nice list. We got the Utah, Penn State, Georgia Tech, Seton Hall, Texas, Arizona, Cal, GCU, BYU, VCU, New Mexico, New Mexico State, um, Santa Clara, Charleston, um, UTSA, Richmond. So he's going to end up somewhere. I wish him nothing but the best. I kind of wish I got to see it pan out um, and see him stay with us. But with the way the transfer portal is set up these days, I mean, what you're not getting at the one place, you're just going to move over to the next, of course. Um, Boy, I kind of flew through my topics faster than I thought. Bouncing, like, even more forward, like, 2025, we got some people in there that I'm extremely excited about as well. Mr. Darren Peterson, he's out of, like, Cuyahoga Falls, um, Ohio. I was watching some of his sophomore tape, and that kid has it. He's twitchy. His sh shooting is amazing. Like, the bounce, the shot. His decision making, um, the shot selections, everything. Uh, so we did enter the sweepstakes for him. Um, extended the offer back on April twenty third, and have been keeping close on, keeping close tabs on him recently. I'm currently competing for the Phenom a United team as part of the Adidas Three 
SSB 16U circuit. Peterson has shown just why so many programs are already recruiting him heavily. 6'5 guard is averaging, 6'5 guard is averaging 24 points, 6.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks while shooting an impressive 50.6% from the field. Huh. Recently, he talked about the offer, um, quote-unquote, I got the offer last session. That was a big one. They have been watching me. It was a great feeling, but I got to keep my head down and stay focused. I see they like to play out of the screen and roll, and they're big on getting their guards downhill and playing with freedom. Uh, Peterson is also being recruited by the likes of UK, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, just to name a few. And um, he seems to be intrigued uh, by how Davis utilizes his guards, and that was one of the focal points of talk regarding the Tar Heels. Um, the ability to play with freedom with the goal of having guards drive downhill could be an enticing situation for him to look more into. We still have plenty of time for the Darren Peterson sweepstakes, and it's expected that more programs, of course, will jump into the mix over the next couple of months. However, definitely keep an eye on us. You want to see basketball recruiting team here as they seem to have have they seem to be heavily interested in getting Peterson to Chapel Hill and I'm heavily interested in as well. Um some more notes that I had about him um actually that was it. Um another 2025 five star was looking at is uh Mr. Isaiah Harwell. Um 65 shooting guard Mount Pleasant Utah uh Wasatch Academy five star Good mid-range jump shot. He attacks the basket with a nice layup package, so he's not going in there with the basic, putting it up. He can maneuver his way. Um, I want to see more on a three-point shooting. He does take smart shots from watching the highlights. He has good athleticism and good length and seems to be patient and never rushed. And also, he has been playing up with a 17-year-old and more so holds his own for sure. Another North Carolina news, as we just continue to bounce around, I probably need to work on my segues a little bit more, but work with me as I'm getting back into my heels, have eyes groove. We got Marcus Page back, man. He was hired as the director of player and team development. Um, he takes on the road that uh, Jackie Manuel was formerly in. Of course, Jackie Manuel has moved on. Um, to a more prominent role with a different team and wish him nothing but the best. I always love bringing back former players and putting them around, um, especially somebody like Marcus Page. Uh, imagine Elliot Kadu coming in and he gets to talk about Marcus Page, his ups and downs. Like, dude, I've been here. It wasn't even that long ago. Uh, I mean, Marcus Page was probably had – he had some years with when he was an assistant. Um, I mean, speaking with – uh. R.J. Davis, the uh, transfers that's coming in, I feel like that's just going to be a good connection as Jackie Manuel was a great connection to the team just being played there and telling them what they can expect and the high expectations, how to deal with it, and just telling them how to, you know, be college athletes, student, excuse me, student athletes. I'm going to have to get some more topics for y'all. I'm not sure what else I wanted to talk about, but um, yeah, there's a lot I've seen. I'm highly excited for this team. 
uh, next year. Um, unlike last year where I had a lot of side eyes and things. Um, I mean, you can always want more from your team, but I mean, I feel like we're building something great here with the players that we are going to have. Um, Simeon Wilcher is going to come off the bench and provide amazing things for him. Uh, came from Roselle Catholic out of Roselle, New Jersey. I love we get these East Coast guards. Sorry, uh, Kadu, I know you're from, you know, out from the West Coast. Um, nationality is Swedish, so nothing there, nothing there. Um, yeah, man. A lot of things to be excited about. A lot of things to look forward to. Don, Heels Have Eyes podcast. I got to come back with some more news for y'all. Uh, 2024 class is looking, looking nice with the four commitments. We got two more offers out there. It's a five-star Boogie Flynn, five-star Jaron Stevenson. Uh, 2025 class, we already got those offers out there. Power forward, Kalen, Caleb Wilson, five-star uh, Atlanta, Georgia, plays for Holy Innocence Episcopal School, 6'8", 185 pounds. I've watched a little bit of his tape. I haven't really jotted down too many notes on his game. We have uh, Cole Pete. He's from Gilbert, Arizona, goes to Perry High School, 6'8", 210 pounds. I'd be wondering what some of these kids are eating because, I mean, he's about to go into his junior year, and, I mean, sheesh. Uh, then the other two I've mentioned, Isaiah Harwell, uh, Darren Peterson, uh, my favorite from this 2025 class is easily Darren Peterson right now. We have a couple of other players on the, uh, on the radar. I know, uh, Jackson Keith over out of Durham, North Carolina. Uh, he's looking for a scholarship. I haven't had much time to watch his tape. I have time, but of course we're all adults, so we do other things. Uh, Tyler Jackson out of Baltimore, Maryland, point guard, 6'3", 165 pounds. Goes to St. Francis Academy uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. This is still 2025 class. Another point guard, Mr. Danny Carbusha, uh, 6'160", from Yonkers, New York. So staying with the trend of recruiting those East Coast guards. Uh, Aaron Rowe. A uh, teammate of uh, Elliot Cotto, uh, Branson, Missouri, Link Academy, six foot, 150 pounds, and currently he's considered a five star. There's, there's a lot to look forward to. Hubert Davis has done a wonderful, amazing job in the transfer portal, just going in there, attacking, and trying to piece together what he envisions for this North Carolina team. Um, I want him to be more vocal, I want him to put the leash on our on our veterans a little more. Of course, looking back last year, Caleb Love kind of had the ultimate green light. Even when he was messing up, it wasn't like he was getting thrown on a bench. He wasn't, he didn't stop taking terrible shots. I mean, Caleb Love, I love you to death, but shot selection um, was a problem, which I think hurts your uh, field goal percentage. Nonetheless, I love you. You brought one of the happiest memories in my life when we sent Coach K packing, not once, but twice in the same year, giving him that last 
Cameron Indoor loss. And then to the Final Four, first time ever meeting in the Final Four for Duke in North Carolina. And we send Coach K home for good. Um, that's something I can't forget about. I mean, those big shots that we made down a stretch to get to the championship game, that game was an amazing run with Mr. Brady Manick, who's a North Carolina legend forever. Um, in just one season, uh, I mean, Caleb, we love you to death. Um, but going back to what I was saying, not to go off topic, I want to see tighter leash. I want to see more responsibility on our leaders. I want to see them kind of get got into like when they are messing up, kind of get pulled, kind of get benched. Cause one thing Roy wasn't afraid to do was pull a whole starting five and put a new one in and chew into the starting five the whole time they was on the bench. So yeah, that's the type of things I love. Uh, and I know Roy be sitting in the stands just kind of wondering, um, and I'm pretty sure Roy, if he has a chance, he'll probably go see wherever um, Caleb Love plays because um, they had a nice connection before and, like, after the games. I know, of course, they obviously made their way to talk to each other. I mean, it's not like he wasn't his former coach. He has a connection to the team, and I think his heart's still in it. But he wants to do other things and have more free time with his life. So, He's kind of like what Pat Riley is to the heat for us. He's still there, but he's not there type deal. But yeah, this is the Hills Have Eyes. It's your boy, Don. I'm back with another episode, off-season edition. Um, again, I'm going to try to be more frequent. I'm trying to secure another guest on here that I've been chatting with on Twitter. Just get the schedule and everything aligned, get the communication lines open. Um, I love to have some fans on here. So anyone who hears this, please reach out to me. Uh, leave a comment. Um, I'm in cahoots with uh, Beyond the Game. You can catch us on Facebook, um, the Apple Podcast, Spotify, any streaming platform. I'm there. I love to interact with y'all. I love to bring y'all on here, hear y'all opinions. We can play a question game. Anything related to North Carolina basketball, I mean, we can talk about it and just kick the can back and forth. But I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Don, Hills have eyes. It's a good day to be a Tar Heel. I expect great things next season. I'm very excited for the team that we've pieced together. And I hope everybody has that same hunger on, off the court like these fans do. And, I mean, hopefully we can get back to cutting down some nets. I'm going to holler at y'all on the next episode. Everybody be safe. I appreciate your ear. Love every single last one of y'all. Uh, hit that like button um, under the podcast. Uh, leave me a star rating. Leave me a comment. Um, leave your Facebook name, your ad, Twitter name, whatever way I can get in contact with you to bring you on the show. I would love to. Until next time, I holla at y'all.